before we get started, we need to hit 1K on YouTube, on this channel, and then we need to get Wes to 1K on his channel. Hit the subscribe button. We're about to go into a conversation about all the Canadians here at Summer Not all the Canadians, but a lot of the Canadians here at Summer League, what we're looking for. Uh, so keep it locked here. And guys, we're not announcing anything yet, but I see a new sweater you got on there, Wes. Got <laughs> Merch the, coming soon. Got the baby blue with the white, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. Enjoy this episode, guys. Peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Skinny Sports Podcast. We're here in Vegas. We got the karaoke-style mics here, but we're trying to get as many interviews as possible while we're here in Vegas. <clears throat> while we're here in Vegas. Uh, I'm here with Monday morning himself, Wes Brown. Wes, Vegas, day one is today. Tonight, Shaden Sharp plays. Um, let's start with him, and what are you expecting out of Shaden, and what would be a good summer league drawing for him? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see the kind of role he takes on from day one. I mean, look, nobody's seen him play out of all, you know, everyone. I mean, for the NBA scouts and all of that, right? They don't know what to expect. I mean, I have a, a pretty good idea of what he's capable of. But for me, it's going to be most interesting to see, you know, I think he's shown, like, for example, when he was on the Canadian under-16 team, which I know was a long time ago, but um, he's capable of being efficient within the offense because of his, you know, kind of instincts around the rim and ability to make shots and stuff like that. So I'm intrigued to see if he's going to kind of let the game come to him and play more of an efficient game, which I think might be a smart idea on day one, you know, getting his, getting his legs back under him and everything like that. But at the same time, obviously, we know he has that, you know, kind of star upside and um, shot making ability and and primary guy kind of skill set. So I'm interested to see, is he going to kind of try to take that on from day one um, and, and really impose himself on the game? Or is he going to kind of ease his way back in and, you know, have a almost, you know, not guaranteed, but have a really efficient style of, of game? Or is he going to go right away like alpha mode and, yeah. and, you know, go try to get buckets? Usually summer league doesn't really mean anything to NBA teams in the big scheme of things. Like if, uh, if a top pick has a bad summer league, it's, well, they're just getting used to the pace. If they have a great yeah. summer league, it's also like, well, it's summer league. It's not, it's not the NBA yet. But for Shaden, he hasn't played a competitive game since Dream City christian yeah. right so he's i think this means a little bit more for him because i think he can make portland look really really smart for sure uh, if he turns out to have been progressing all this time in all those workouts and everything so yeah i mean i don't know how much like on it like he might have he might like you know his, his skill set might be better yeah but you know progressing i don't think that's possible without playing right you know, and getting used to the speed of the game and you know, the size and athleticism and the, the help defense being there earlier and bigger and everything like that. But game reps are like game reps are a little different, yeah. you know, but, you know, back to your point of like how important it is. I mean, I, I put value in, in summer league, to be honest, yeah. but I think for him, like it's it's just about getting his legs under him. So I don't know, like how much we can really take from mm -hmm. his performance, like if it's if it's not great just right. because it's he's got a steeper learning curve right now than pretty much everyone else. So let's move on to, I was going to say Ontario's own Indiana Pacers. With, uh, we, got, Pacers. We, got, we got Benedict Matherin, we got Nemhard, and we got Samisha too. Uh, Indiana, um, and just your thoughts on the Canadians over there right now. Yeah, I mean, look, Simi's got kind of a versatile skill set for mm -hmm. his size. 
I'm hoping he can knock down a shot or two. Yeah. That will really help his stock. Yeah. Uh, because he has the, you know, size, athleticism, you know, ability to kind of move his feet, to rebound, to even play make. Um, something I think that's gone overlooked, the ability to grab and go. Well, uh, before we move off of Simi, just for context, because I don't know if everybody watching this year's Summer League will know who Simi is. Uh, he was, I think, ranked very high in his high school yeah, he class was. heading into Vanderbilt. Was that, what, 2018, 19, something like that? It was It was definitely pre-pandemic. Um, and then that was the same year Darius Garland was on Vanderbilt as well, right? He, I think it was him and Garland that was supposed to be on Vandy. Garland gets hurt very early. Um, yeah, and he took on, had to take on a bigger he role. He took a big, bigger role, uh, declares for the draft right away. He's in the G League for two years, Israel last year. Um, can you explain more about his style of play? And... Um, you were talking about how he's just a jump shot away. Most yeah, likely. I mean, like, you know, he's a he's a 6'9", kind of 4'5", that's, you know, athletic and looks the part. And in high mm-hmm. school, obviously, at Vermont Academy, like, you see that body right, right away. It's like, that's an NBA player. But the shot just never came around. I mean, I've seen him work out for, you know, a few years now, you know, various times and stuff. And um, I think that was always the knock, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's his NBA skill? Because he can kind of do... A bunch of things and if you could knock down a shot you don't really need one because of his size athleticism right. ability to do a bit of everything but he's got to be able to knock down an open shot yeah um and you know he was a highly touted guy coming out but kind of forced his way to the draft after one year yeah without kind of taking what the nba was giving or saying right. so now it's on him to prove himself show that chip on your shoulder and figure out a way to get it and then for matt Burns, we talked about uh we talk about Recurringly, we talk about him a lot, but uh, I want to start with Nemhard. Then, um, me personally, I'm probably the most excited to see Nemhard in summer league. Yeah. Uh, what are you looking for out of him? I mean, he's ready from day one. Like yeah. I expect him to kill it. To yeah. be honest, like out of out of all the Canadians, like the the word from the Pacers is that he looks spectacular. Um, you know, he's a guy that I think you know anyone and all the purists mm-hmm. really like and know that. He's probably going to be a better NBA player than he was a college player. Yeah. Surrounded by more talent. He's a guy that gets everyone the ball, that really knows how to play. That's a wizard in the pick and roll. Great vision. Obviously shot 38%, I believe, from three last year. So that was kind of the knock. And like I keep saying, guys like him that are efficient and smart um, are succeeding more and more in the league because coaches look down their bench and think, who can I trust? Yeah. You know, and he's going to make the right play every time. And... You know, after his performance at uh, at the Combine, where he, right. he had like 26 and 11, which is right. unheard of. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you had 16 and 5, that would be an incredible game in it, you know, in an efficient manner. So 26 and 11, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a stat line like that in a Combine game. And I expect him to just carve up these defenses here. Um, and, and, you know, he's going to, he's going to, I think he's going to look really good. I was just so surprised that none of the contending teams in the late 20s were the ones to take a bite on him. And he's going into a situation in Indiana, which is more rebuild, retool oriented. Because yeah. his style of game, he would fit in, I, yeah, in my opinion. Go. I think, yeah, I think he's a playoff rotation yeah. backup guard right now. Yeah. Which is, um, I mean, good for him. He should be getting minutes in Indiana, definitely during summer league, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and see how that he's goes. Gonna play. He's uh, going to play a lot of minutes. <laughs> I feel like we talk about him all the time, but I also feel like we don't talk about it at all. Uh, ben and Matherin. Um, Explain his game and where you see him fitting in long term with the Spacer squad. 
yeah, I mean, scoring wing, um, kind of alpha mentality, shoots it really well, like a shot maker this past mm -hmm. year, just made an incredible amount of tough shots and shot good percentages mm -hmm. from the field. Um, you know, super athletic, can get downhill, um, solid playmaker and, you know, handle, ability to create his own shot and stuff. I think those are areas that he can still improve. Um, but the fit with him and Nemhard is perfect. Like yeah. you have a guy who's going to set the table for you and kind of get you those easy looks that you need yeah. to then let you go off and, you know, go get your own as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he he's a scorer that also um, defensively has the tools there. And I know his analytics and all that weren't great this past year, but mm -hmm. I've seen him do it. Right. I know he can move his feet and, He's tough and physical and doesn't have to play as big of a role. And now, you know, with a guy like Nemhard setting the table for you as well, it's an excellent fit, those two, because, mm -hmm. you know, you have a guy that makes others better paired with a guy who really knows how to score from all three levels. Right. And now you're going to pair that with O'Shea Brissett and uh, Team Canada. Baby. And Duarte is like, he's like a half Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll, yeah we'll give it to him. <laughs> we'll give it to him. So, like, they. Yeah, they got they got some maple maple leaves over there. Yeah. Um, around the Shout summer, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> around the summer league. Where else are we looking to? Caleb Houston's over in Orlando. I'll let yeah. you pick the next player that you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, uh, like an obvious one, probably Primo. Yeah. Um, excited to kind of see him take a next step, mm -hmm. consistently imposing himself on the game, probably being a primary guy for this team. Right. Um, obviously was great when he was in the G League, showed flashes in the league. For me, I mean, everything is about consistently like, consistency. Like, what can I rely on you to do? Mm -hmm. And whether he's a one or a two or a shooter, you know, a spot-up guy or a scorer, I just think his ability to impact the game consistently um, should take the next step. So I'm excited to see him, you know, do a bit of everything right. uh, and primarily, you know, be a, a big scorer for the Spurs roster here in summer league and primo youngest player in the draft last season still uh -huh. i don't know if he hit 20 yet maybe he just he's did 19 yeah so he's gonna be a second year summer league guy and still one of the youngest here yeah so just endless upside i would imagine or sure. you can let your mi mind run wild yeah. thinking about what primo can be yeah. long um the shot comes around he had a good stance with uh austin i think is their g league team i think yeah austin anyways um so, so then let's pivot to Caleb Houston then. Uh, he goes 30 seconds, does not work out. Or maybe he does workouts, but he doesn't do the combine yeah. uh, outside of. Did he do any of the combine or he, just, he didn't think, do the games? I think he shut it down completely. I'm not sure he did workouts. Maybe oh, he did for Orlando and then right. they, they promised him and that was it. So we got a second mystery Canadian here. Caleb yeah. obviously played last year, yeah. Michigan. Stats were decent, yeah. um, but definitely not what he would have expected it to be or what people would have expected it to be heading into a year where he was another one of those top yeah. 10 15 10 yep yeah heading in. so what can orlando fans get excited about with caleb houston what's what's he on his what's his best trajectory yeah i mean the upside you know he was a highly touted guy all along because he could really shoot it and stretch the floor and had mm -hmm. good size as a shooter but, you know, in, in, in spurts with Team Canada, was more of a primary guy on the EYBL with, mm -hmm. with Bounce, was more of a primary guy, um, you know, three-level scoring mentality. But I think there's more athleticism that needs to be tapped into. Yeah. And I think 
with NBA strength and conditioning and all that, mm-hmm. maybe get him to be a little more fluid of an athlete. Right. Um, and, you know, kind of more like more than just a spot up shooter, but maybe a shot maker and a guy that uh, is a high character kid that, you know, hopefully again, hopefully with with, you know, more athleticism and strength and all that stuff can become more of a, a primary guy. But I think he's got more upside than just being a spot up guy because right. he's shown in flashes. Yeah. So so the, the floor is give me floor spacing. Yeah. And the ceiling is recapturing some of those stuff that made my top pick. I yeah. don't know if I've told this story before my impression but there was like early pandemic when it was impossible to get a gym there was the uh all of these pro level guys from the gta congregating at this small small gym and caleb houston was there he must have been 17 right early early pandemic and in my opinion he was the best player that day but he was playing more point guard he was setting up guys there was a lot of big players not saying like high level nba players but there were some nba guys there were some g league guys and whatever so he just naturally fit into a one because he was you know still 17 and whatever and i thought that was the best i've seen him play but again maybe that's just bias having been there but it's I th- a run huh it was just a run it was just a run i know it was just a run but it was no, I, but you, if you could look you're if you could see it you could see it, it was, like it, it's still basketball like if, if he can make decisions if he could see the floor you know but I haven't seen him be a decision maker like that probably since Team Canada, which also didn't go his way. No, I mean he's never been he's never been yeah. given the opportunity to be a decision maker. He was always a scorer. Yeah, well that'd be something I'd be excited to see. Maybe in summer league he gets some of those reps. Uh, they ha- actually they had a few first round picks as well, right? So they're going to be spreading I those mean, minutes. Got a top pick, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh yeah, they had. So guys like that are, make it perfect for him. You know, yeah. I mean. You look at Michigan last year, they didn't have like a primary guy. Mm-hmm. And that's where he kind of struggles. I mean, in high school, look at the guys that he played with, you know, yeah. Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, guys like that. So guy, and then Ryan Nemhard in his last year, you know, guys that could set the table for him and get him the looks that he needs. And then he can start to get in his bag, attacking closeouts, getting to spots, you know, and getting downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with a guy like Paolo probably drawing double teams. Right. Um, there's opportunity there for him to space the floor and you expect him to start with those guys. So let's see what he can do. Let's go to Canada's team, actual team, not Indiana, the Raptors, uh, a player I know you're excited about is Abu Kajab. Yeah. Uh, Benton's also with the Raptors, but let's start with Kajab. Yeah. What can we expect out of him? Obviously you have the video out, but let's go in a little bit more depth with it. Um, so play style. Yeah. Energy. What, what are we looking forward to here? I mean, first of all, I think he's an NBA player. Like, it's always about the circumstances and situation, right? So it's not something that's in my control. But um, he's like a a three that is a really aggressive attacker, plays really hard on both ends, can do a bit of everything as a playmaker, as a finisher, you know, shot 30%. He needs to shoot better, but also was asked to be a primary scorer. Um, But his motor and effort level without needing touches or anything like that are off the charts. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think he projects, right? He's not going to get touches as a scorer in the NBA, but his ability to to get to the rim, to finish physically through guys, to play make and willingness to make the right play, ability to rebound. He's just tough as hell, you know, and will do all the dirty work that a team needs. You know, and, and again, when you look down the bench, you're like, damn, who can I rely on? I mean, if he can improve his ability to make an open shot, which I think that 30% probably goes closer to 35, just by the sheer fact that he's playing with NBA guys and mm-hmm. getting better open looks. 
um, I think he's got a real shot, and I think I think he he can make the NBA because he plays harder than almost anyone. And if if you watch those last few minutes, I think it was against Memphis in the mm-hmm. NCAA tournament. Like one thing that I mean, I always look for is when you're tired, are you willing to like overlook it and continue to play as hard as you possibly can? Or are you going to settle? And if you watch, he is gassed. Yeah. But every time, late in the possessions, instead of settling for a shot that he might have created or, you know, he he just willed his way to the rim. So you know that he's looking for high percentage looks and is willing to pass up a shot that he can make to get a better shot for the team, which mm-hmm. is a mentality that very few guys have. Yeah, it seems like to be it seems like that's the Raptors' mold heading into the future, just competitors yeah ferociously um long yeah no for sure uh what about ben do you see anything uh what do you think of ben's prospects heading into year two because he was a second round pick so in a lot of ways this is make it or break it deal already for him uh what would he have to do to be successful heading into year two yeah i mean i'd like to see a little more pace Mm -hmm. um you know, I mean, it can be looked at in two ways. I think right. the Raptors tried to get him to play with, with like a like a fast paced style, mm-hmm. initiate and stuff, and get it going. But once he's making a decision off the bounce, a little more, you know, change of speeds and reads and slowing down a little, and and obviously the shot always needed some work. I think so. But you know, his his ability to pass and see the floor was. I mean, if you, if you remember, like his his pick and roll decisions and, and vision and stuff when when he was in the bio steel game for example were excellent you know right. i really any you know as a six whatever nine point guard he's impressive you know but it's just about refining that decision making um and kind of taking what the defense gives him not playing too fast and um and, and a little more pace and change of speed and stuff like that but i mean he's, he's gonna have there's pressure on for sure to, to play well and show that he's taken a stride and that he can impact the game uh, but but look, I mean, he killed it in in a lot of G League games. So yeah. maybe it's just about opportunity monster line some G League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Really going, yeah. really going after it. Overall, what are we looking forward to? Just being here in summer league. Is there one theme that you're chasing, or is it just kind of see how the Canadians do? Yeah, I mean, see how all the Canadians look. It's always interesting. You just never know what you're going to see. I mean, there's tons of guys that have a shot. AJ Lawson had a great camp with mm-hmm. with um, Dallas. Eugenio Marie got a two way who I love. Let's just see how these guys look in, yeah. in these settings, and it's always interesting because you don't know when you're seeing a guy in a new setting, the role that they're going to take on, their mentality, all of that. You know, when you're playing with a bunch of alphas now, are you going to be the alpha? Are you able to to play a role and and be efficient in that role? Or are you able to be efficient as a primary guy, maybe, you yeah. know, against this level of competition and prove that you're an NBA, a real NBA player? So it's such a difficult balance because if you're AJ Lawson, for instance, like, yeah, you need to show out, you need to play well and show that you're a capable guy. But at the same time, you have to show that you're going to be able to play next to Luca. Uh, that's exactly so, right. So it's like, right. yeah, okay, AJ goes to the rim 10 times a game. And he's, he's, you know, shot creating and everything like that. But. Dallas wants someone that's going to be able to hit the oh, corner no. three and put some pressure on the rim, get Luca. Oh, like it, it's it's such an impossible balance for these guys. No, it, it is, it is. But you know, actually, like AJ, for example, did a great job at the combine. Mm-hmm. I remember last year, did, oh, it was last year or two years ago, did a bit of everything. Right. You know, I think he had a game where he had something like seventeen six and six. 
you know, so that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, if, if he can knock down an open shot, but you also see he's able to get to the rim and make plays mm -hmm. and stuff. But, I mean, for me, I always love the guys, you know, I, I five and five thing. Like, if yeah. five rebounds, five assists shows me you're affecting the game all over the floor. You're willing to make plays and all that. And it's guys like that that end up succeeding in the league because they are not just – you know, one facet. It's right. like we can put you out there because you're not just a floor spacer, but you're also willing to make the right decisions and rebound and do the dirty work and stuff. And those are the guys that end up on, end up on the floor at the end of games. And watch out for OKC too, as well with Eugene and Murray. They're starting to stockpile their own Canadian assets over there. I think Indiana and OKC might have some little cold war going on there over there go. with who can get the most Canadians. And obviously, the Raptors have a few as well. I think we saw the most, if, especially if Kajab makes the team. That's another. That's another one. But, guys, thank you for watching the Scandi Sports Podcast. This is Wes Brown. You can go find him on the Monday Morning Scouting Report. Monday Morning Scouting on YouTube. Wes B. Blair Brown on Instagram. On Instagram Wes, Wes Blair, Blair Brown, Brown on Twitter. I almost nailed it. Yeah. Pretty close. Good enough. Good enough. Thanks, guys. Peace.